Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's right, Strick and Austin with you here in studio. We go now to our Aloe VIP line, providing you exceptional service with local heart. Check out Aloe Fiber for all your home internet needs. Joined now by Brian Munson of Husker Online on that Aloe VIP line. Finally, some official visits in the books, Brian. We're uh, two weeks in here now with visitors at Memorial Stadium. Uh, I'm sure you were talking to plenty of guys. Who and what stood out to you from this weekend of conversations and chatter? Yeah, guys. So um, about 60 more visitors in town. Um, No, like, 2024 official visitors. They had a 2024 long snapper in from Dallas who I have not been able to reach quite yet, but multi, you know, really uh, this was uh, about 2025, 2026s, and even a 2027. So let's start back at the top. Jack Limbaugh, who is probably one of Nebraska's top edge prospects in the 2025 class was back in Lincoln. Um, he, this was actually his first game at Nebraska and his dad was actually, you know, a walk on uh, football player and his mom played volleyball in Nebraska. Uh, I, I think it's, you know, it, it sets up really well for him. Obviously he's teammates with Alex Mansky, who is Nebraska's number one quarterback prospect. Um, he is also play, uh, friends with blaze Gunnarsson or actually trained at the same place that he did back that blaze did back in high school. Um, I think that that sets up really well for Nebraska because I think that he's going to have a chance to like go to Iowa, go to Minnesota, do the, do the other kind of schools, you know, here in the fall. But I think that the way that Mansky and Limbaugh both played this, I think that they're really kind of eyeballing a chance to get back to Lincoln, particularly to see that game on black Friday against Iowa. So it's a great opportunity for Nebraska to host both, both those guys uh, twice in the fall. So that's a big one. Here's another one. And, and it's something that probably don't, not a lot of people are going to kind of say resonates with them when it comes the entire weekend. Deandre Harper, um, offensive lineman, Omaha North, Big dude. I mean, really a good-sized kid. Saw him in February. He is a massive, massive guy. He was actually he is actually a D2 commitment to uh, kind of you know D2 powerhouse Northwest Missouri State. Um, he came to Nebraska this weekend for a visit and actually got offered a, pr- a preferred walk-on opportunity. <laughs> So he is kicking around that idea a little bit. So that's going to be something to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, I talked to Carter Nelson last night. That story is still coming, so it's not out there yet for anybody to kind of read. Some interesting nuggets, though, from him about talking about the offense and, you know, the traditional tight end position and realistically like where he could see himself playing and maybe what the Nebraska coaches have, you know, kind of said to him or what he, what his kind of – uh, mindset is kind of going into going into Nebraska, and then I also caught up with Connor Booth last night. Um, that was his first weekend at Nebraska. He wasn't able to make it uh, for the first game against NIU. Uh, he's having a massive junior year, um, so he is uh, really one of those guys that's 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 showing out this fall. Um, he's uh, uh, obviously a guy that's going to play bull sports in Nebraska, but uh, just interesting stuff listening to him talk about the bigger running backs, the success of the run game so far at Nebraska and kind of what's going on there a little bit. Uh, one other guy to throw out there, obviously local guy, Jackson Carpenter, Lincoln Southwest wide receiver. His story came out this morning about 10 o'clock. Um, 
he is a guy that's picking up some traction. People need to kind of pay attention to that. So he was out in Wyoming. He went to North Dakota State. He picked up an offer at North Dakota State. He comes to Nebraska. Uh, he's got some other visit plans kind of coming up here in the coming weeks. So uh, he's he's a player that I'd say quietly is making some noise uh, among all the 2025 guys in the state. So, you know, he already had a UNI offer before the North Dakota, North Dakota State. In North Dakota State, they don't offer dudes early. They just mm. don't. They just don't do it. And and uh, so it, it's very telling about them throwing an offer out to, to Jackson as a junior. You said he's from Lincoln Southwest. Is he a Brandon Riley comp? Is that fair? Just because they they look similar and they're from the same high school, what what makes them similar or different? Um, you know, I think Riley has a little bit of speed, a little bit of length. Uh, Jackson is, um he's got a, he's got a great vertical. Um, he can jump out of the gym. You know, he's a, he's a 32, 33 inch kind of vertical guy. It'll stand out when he's playing basketball. It stands out when he's, you know, going into the fade routes in the corner of the end zone. And he's, he's having to go ahead and go up and get, get the, get the football. Um, it's, uh, he shows he has good speed too. He's a 10, six, 100 guy, but you know, like take it back to Riley, Riley was uh, a little longer, I think. You know, he's a little past six two. He's a little was a little lighter, I think, than what Jackson was. But I think he also had just a little bit more straight line speed. But but Jackson's really turned it on. I mean, he he went from like I think a ten eight, like a ten eight time as a as a sophomore, and I think he turned it all the way down to ten six. So <laughs> he's going to be pushing Riley, I think, when everything's said and done, when it comes to when it comes to that hundred meter time. A name that's come up the past couple of weeks as we've talked is Alex Mansky. We haven't specifically asked you about him. What what style yeah. of quarterback is he? Where's he from? What's his story? So Mansky is the same same high school as Jack Limbaugh, who we kind of started off with this last uh, about this last weekend. Um, he is, you know, he's he's an athlete. He he can, he can certainly run it, but he's a throw first guy. He keeps his eyes downfield. He's uh, very patient. You know, he's a great distributor with the football. He doesn't make bad decisions. Uh, good-sized guy. I mean, I think that that's really what kind of gave him, gave Nebraska, I think, you know, gave him the edge over like a Stone Saunders. And I think mm-hmm. there were some other things that were kind of going wrong behind the scenes with Stone Saunders to kind of begin with. Um, you know, there was a hire at, at University of Kentucky. I think that that person that got hired was very close with, with Stone Saunders' father. Um, um, he, uh, M- Mansky, Mansky obviously is a guy that I think, uh, you know, is going to get a lot of regional attention. Uh, I, I don't think it's one that I think Nebraska can feel like, like, hey, he's ours, you know, he's in the bag. He's got Iowa and Minnesota and Iowa State recently kind of came in with an offer too. So I, I think he's a he's a throw first guy that's got great athleticism and makes better decisions. I'm glad you brought up Saunders. I was going to ask you about him because I was pretty high on him at the start of the process when Nebraska was I in was on too. him. I was too. So that, that's a little bit of a bummer to hear, but you know, hopefully Mansky lives up to that. How would you compare Mansky to Nebraska's 24 commit and Daniel Kalen? Um, similar ish. Um, you know, I think that, and I don't think Kalen would fight me here on this one. I think Mansky's a little bit better of an athlete. Uh, I think, I think, you know, they, they both have kind of similar arm talent. Um, you know, I think that that's been maybe the question that a lot of people, at least like all, all these call-in shows after the game, you know, people have questions about like, look, you've got Harburg that's running a four, four, you got Sims. that's a four, four guy. You got, 
obviously Purdy's got some athleticism, you know, then you get, you know, then you go to a Daniel Caleb. Like what is, what is the desired, you know, kind of quarterback look like that Matt Rule is going to kind of bring in there to Lincoln? Um, and, and I, I don't think it really has like a single swim lane. I, I think that that's, that's really kind of, you don't want to pigeonhole, I think, anything about the way that Matt Rule is going to recruit uh, and stock his rooms. I, I don't think he wants everybody in the room to look and, and, and operate the same anyway. I, I think he wants a variety. I think he would rather have guys in the room that do things differently, and, and he tends to you know, kind of work things out to their strengths and kind of that helps the, the team kind of go forward. So uh, I, I I think that that's a fair comparison. Like I said, uh, I, I give Mansky the edge on athleticism, and I think that overall, though, I mean, I think they're very similar quarterbacks like arm talent was. We're chatting with Brian Munson of Husker Online here. He gives us everything we need to know about recruiting here Mondays at 3.30. Also check him out at Husker Online, a part of the On3 network covering Nebraska recruiting. Uh, Brian, a miss for Nebraska. Brandon Baker, he he goes to Texas of all schools, and that's not going to make Husker fans happy. What went into that decision for for Brandon Baker, and is that book finally officially closed? Um, it's it's never done until the ink is dry. You know, it's, sure. <laughs> it's one of those it's one of those things where uh, I'm sure Baker feels really good about his decision. Number one, I I think he was very thorough and complete about the process. I mean, this is a guy that originally told me in April that he didn't plan on making any, any type of decisions until December. So here we are, you know, late September, he already knows where he wants to go. So he had to accelerate it here a little bit. Um, I, I think he went about doing things the right way. You know, it's gotta be overwhelming. I would, I would say is the best way to kind of sum it up as the, the number one offensive tackle in the country. And, having teams like Ohio state and Texas and Florida state and Oregon and USC and Nebraska all kind of dying for your attention and, and, and to get you to come to their school. Um, I, I can only imagine some of the stories that obviously he could probably share with us, you know, off of the air mm-hmm. uh, about everything that's kind of happened to him personally. But I, I think ultimately what Nebraska fans have to feel good about, and again, it's a moral victory. I, I know Nebraska fans are sick of it. Thank, thank goodness Nebraska's putting up some wins <laughs> on the scoreboard. So they don't have to just sit there and say, these are the things we live for. But, you know, I think it says so much for Matt Rule to kind of get a chance to host a guy like Baker and, and his, and his, re, and his uh, two, uh, teammates, excuse me, Nate Frazier and, and Aiden Breland, and to bring in a couple linebackers from Los Angeles that both end up going to Oregon, you know, and, and to have, you know, and, and to be in it with like a, a guy like Dylan Rayola, you know, and, and get Wingo to take a visit to Nebraska as well. I, I wonder, I wonder what things are going to look like, you know, two years from now, three years from now, and hopefully you still see, this trajectory for Nebraska kind of continue to kind of, you know, keep going on the upward angle. And if you're operating at that eight wins, nine wins, trying to get over a hump, or maybe even making your way into a Big Ten championship game, you know, a couple of these guys may have actually gone Nebraska's way. I I think that there just was such a distance between believing that you can turn something around from three nine to being relevant in a year. Uh, but, I mean, here you are looking at that defense and looking at the next, you know, whatever, five, six games, seven games on the on the, on the the schedule going, most of these are pretty, you know, look pretty winnable to me. So it's uh, it's an interesting situation, obviously. I think it's – I think it'd be tough to get Baker back, but now that he's, he's uh, kind of committed to Texas. But 
Uh, if there is one team, I think that could make a play for him still, like the, the, just because of the uh, relationship that's there and and kind of which way he was leaning the whole entire time. I, I think the Ducks could still make a, a strong move for Baker, you know, sometime in November. So never say the door shut that you can't do that. But uh, but yeah, definitely a, a blow for Nebraska. But I think sign of good things to come for for the Huskers in that rule. Brian, watching the game on TV, not not in the stadium, it seemed like there wasn't a lot of energy there against Louisiana Tech for the team, even in the stadium. Maybe the rain delay and the, the forecast, yeah. the weather had something to do with that. But now you get a game that I still think lives in Nebraska fans' heads with just how electric that night game was against Michigan a couple years ago. What do you expect the environment to be for the players that, that come in on visits for Nebraska-Michigan on Saturday? Um... Obviously, it's it's you know it's this um, first Big Ten game uh, under Matt Rule in Lincoln. Um, it's against this blue blood program in the Wolverines. You know, a top five team. You know, a, a team that I, I kind of would say up to this point is kind of been underwhelming to be a top five team. If I can kind of mm-hmm. slide that in there, uh, I, I think that I think you're going to have you know pageantry is going to be dialed up to eleven. You know, you're you're trying to you're trying to go ahead and, and, and drive home, you know, the greatest, the greatest fans in all of college football and these, and these two amazing programs kind of being together on the same field. And I think that, you know, one thing I guess I would kind of remind, you know, everybody out there is Nebraska has really played Michigan pretty tough at home, you know, and they may not, they may, they may have been completely and totally outclassed from a talent perspective each time that, that Michigan has come there. But if that was the case, they didn't let it show. And there wasn't anything like intimidation and you're just going to run over us and we're going to lay down. Nebraska's teams have always played tough. And I kind of expect the same thing, you know, this weekend. Obviously, that defense, I think, is going to going to keep them in the game regardless. Um, it's just a matter of seeing whatever the offense can do. But I, I think you're going to see as much of the stuff over the top as you possibly can to drive home that, that atmosphere and that environment, you're kind of going to wish, I think that, you know, it was a six o'clock game and you're catching that light show and the, the drone show between the third and the fourth quarter. But even, even without it, I think you're going to, you're going to get a a lot of the sensory overload with what they're going to do on Saturday. Don't steal too much of your thunder here. I'm sure there'll be a, a, you know, a full list or as complete a list as possible of visitors coming out later in the week from, from you or one of your colleagues, Brian, but is there anyone you're, you're waiting to see if they come to Lincoln, anyone you're interested to, to talk to uh, before, during, around, after Nebraska-Michigan in terms of recruiting this weekend? Well, Willis McGahee will be taking his official visit this weekend, which is interesting. I mean, because he's his team is 5-0 and in high school right now. You know, he's the only linebacker recruit that Nebraska has in the class. There's maybe potentially some guys like – you know, Roger Gradney or Rex Guthrie that could potentially play the linebacker position. Um, but, you know, Willis McGay, he's really the only guy that's still kind of sitting there. And, and this will be his official visit weekend. So, cause he had committed in June and he didn't come back in June, but there are some, there's some dudes coming in like underclassmen. You got Cortez Mills from Homestead, Florida. He's got ties back to the Nebraska coaching staff. He's a four-star 2025 uh, wide receiver. Bryson Hayes, another talented wide receiver out of Mays, Kansas. You got Chase Chase Lofton coming in from Elkhorn North, and, and remember, you know he's got offers from wow Nebraska, Oklahoma. I want to say Iowa, but maybe the one guy that you know there's there's a few guys everybody's kind of talking about, but you got a four star number one offensive tackle in the country coming in, Jackson Cantwell from Nixon, Missouri. 
He's got some ties back to the Nebraska program. You got three guys, three sophomores coming in from Duncanville, uh, mm. including the number two edge in the 2026 class, Kevin Ford. You got Zachary Turner and Ace Theus. Both guys are probably wide receivers, you know, but Zachary's got some great length at six foot three, and, and Ace is more of a, sl- a slot guy at five foot nine. There's some dudes, and, and, and I got a feeling there's going to be some other big announcements as we get ready to co- go through the rest of the week. So stay tuned, get back over to Husker Online, but that's those are the guys I can fill you in on right now. Husker Online for sure. Brian Munson on Twitter as well. Brian, as always, we appreciate the time. We'll look forward to uh, reading what you have and catching up with you about it again next week. Sounds good. Talk next week. There he is, Brian Munson, with us on our Aloe VIP line brought to you by Aloe Fiber. Uh, exceptional service with local heart. Check out Aloe Fiber for all your home internet needs. Quick question here on the text line from uh, Ashley Strick. Um, with Daniel Kalen, how's everyone feeling about his senior season? Um, Bell West hasn't looked dominant. Haven't run away with Class A despite that. And we mentioned that with Brian, was it last week? Was it a couple weeks ago? Injuries, just not having everyone on the same page at the same time. So I wouldn't read too much into it. The talent is still definitely there, but the chemistry and the timing seem to be what's off for, for your Thunderbirds right now. I mean, you you heard him say it. You know, it's not, athleticism is really the difference, arm strength and mm-hmm. some, some of the uh, abilities that he possesses. It's not different from any other top recruits that are coming in here. But that can help hurt you. That can hurt you. I mean, shoot, just look at Nebraska right now. Yeah, okay. No <laughs> in, that, in, in, in that receiver room, when you don't have those guys that are used to creating that space, then you've got to be great and you've got to be good and you've got to hope that you have a great line mm-hmm. because the line's got to be able to give you enough time to be able to go through progressions. <laughs> you know what I mean? If right. you don't have that, then it's, it's just really difficult. Big thanks to Brian for stopping by on the show as he does every Monday at 3.30. If you missed it, want to listen back to anything, check out the podcast. That'll be up wherever you get your podcast later tonight. Jay Foreman milling around in the background. You see him there on stream. We'll welcome in the Husker Hall of Famer to cross it over with Old School to wrap up on the block after this. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.